You are now listening to the Boobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Ruby. on my bed <laughs> love, a, love a twisty I think Tim and I are uh, kindred spirits right now because we're both drinking beers in bed <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Jackson, my office I think you're, yeah you're, you're just drinking in your office yeah well my office is my kitchen table so um, you know that's what I have to deal with um but you can see behind me are my my Star Wars figures, and uh, we have Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin, and Obi Wan has the higher ground. Ah. Um. So. Is that a Lego well, Tie Fighter? My friend. It is a Lego Tie Fighter. This is great visual content for an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I hope I'm the sure audience the listeners are very crunchy. curious. Yeah. Oh shoot. But besides your Lego Star Wars, what do you got there, Jackson? Um the uh what do I got? Wait, sorry. My um a PI just texted me <laughs> at work. Um and uh and just messaged me. So I'm gonna respond. Jackson hired a private investigator. <laughs> Uh, PI is in principal investigator. Not critical. So Jackson is investigating a local school principal um, for cheating SAT fraud. Way to save it, Tim. Yes. Um, so the you want to go ahead and share what you got? Oh, yeah. I got some zaps. Because we're in New Orleans, got some Zaps chips or crisps, as they say across the pond. And then I have a refreshing Shiner beer. It is like ninety degrees, feels like hundred and twenty here. So this is a good refreshing beer. Well, it is one hundred and twenty degrees here in Las Vegas. So, <laughs> holy shit! Bad. No, no, no. It's it's uh it's only one hundred and fourteen. Oh, only that much. So it's not that bad. Yeah, but uh, I think Jackson mentioned before we started recording, uh, somebody we shouted out last podcast, uh, friend of the pod, Miles, used to work at uh, Shiner Brewery. Shiner Brewery in, in Shiner, Texas. So shout out again, mm-hmm. Miles Gillette. This was a callback. It only makes sense if you listen to the last episode, so... Listeners, pause this podcast if you haven't listened to the last one and mm-hmm. catch up. I know our listeners listen to everyone. Yep, true that. But I got a 24-ounce uh, PBR, which is uh, always great, and some homemade pretzels that I made. They're a little, they're a little too chewy, I think. Uh, they kind of have too much of a texture, like a, like a bagel. But first time trying to make it, so it's a learning process. And also, we don't really have a, an oven here. The oven that we have at this place is broken, so I had to make this in the toaster oven. Oh, so, wow. Ooh, that also might factor into the reasons why it did not come out perfect, but, uh, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what they say, a great chef blames his tools. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm finally ready to respond to your question, what am I eating? Uh, and drinking, I have a Summit Dakota Soul made right here in the Twin Cities with all North Dakota barley, which is delicious craft lager. And I've got some little bar snack, little sesame stick action. Delicious. Salty, salty Yum. with a little, little beer. Ah, oh, my favorite. Those little sesame snacks are like my favorite in the Costco like pub mix. Those are like, Ooh. if yeah, those are the best. Just so good, amazing. Mm. My favorite. 
lethal. Yeah. Like if you give me a yeah, whole bag of those, I could I could destroy a whole bag of those. They're not good for you. They kind of they kind of masquerade as healthy, but ma'am. No, oh, no, totally. I bet I buy it. Hmm. Speaking of unhealthy, I was going to ask you, Tim. Uh, speaking of unhealthy, though, I think we're 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 almost there in the transition. I was going to ask you, do you guys have Waffle Houses down in New Orleans? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Can you do. tell me, like, can you tell me some experiences you've had at Waffle Houses? No, I can't. Uh, because you've never been. I've, I've only been once. I've only ever been once to Waffle House. But let me tell you, it was amazing. It was just, it was just good. I enjoyed my time there. I enjoyed the food. I, I would go again. I just haven't had the chance. Can you just maybe explain to the listeners who maybe maybe live in Benin, which uh, is a country we're now really popular in? Um, Shout out Benin. Maybe, yeah, who maybe never heard of a Waffle House. Uh, just explain maybe a little bit about what what they're what they're all about. Yeah. So, like, rather misleadingly, they don't only serve waffles. They serve all sorts of food. Excuse me while I burp. And it's just good. Like here down in uh, the South, they have grits. They have some good grits at Waffle House. Uh, pancakes, bacon, eggs, you name it. It's, a, it's like fast diner food. Um, and yeah, it's, it's good. Pancakes, uh, cheap, not maple syrup. Oh, just to complete the, round out the flavor palette. Um, but yeah, we're kind of n- notorious in the States for having um, like fights break out in Waffle House and like the parking lots and stuff. Uh, so yeah, they're just fun places. And let me ask you right before we transition into what movie we watched, um, were you like blitzed out of your mind when you entered the Waffle House? No, I actually wasn't. I know this is not fun at all. Maybe I should just say I was, but uh, no, I was stone cold sober. I went in like, you know, medicated on uh, on psychiatric meds, not not other other meds, and uh, so I was like, I was like very present. I was like in the moment. <laughs> I did some mindful Waffle House eating too. That's good. That's that's also acceptable, and I just want you to know. But I feel like um, most people's Waffle Houses usually involve, um, like Jackson mentioned at the beginning, like coming in at 2 a.m., like blitz study your mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, definitely. Unfortunately, where where I'm from, the 24-hour diner is not necessarily as common as I would like. We've got, we've got Perkins and IHOPs and things, but a chain diner just isn't quite the same. Um, like Unless in you're my hometown... We've got a bunch of great like breakfast diners, but they're only open from like six to, to two or whatever. Um, and unfortunately we don't, we don't have that kind of culture of going in at 2 a.m. We do like Denny's and stuff, but, and so that the, the thing that Olivia just reminded me of though, is that in the Milwaukee area, there is a chain called George Webb, which is a lovely piece of shit chain uh, where all of like none of the interiors have been updated since about 1996 um, and they serve like Waffle House food but probably worse um, and it's it's delicious and they're 24 hours but the closest one is about half an hour 45 minutes from from Madison so we don't unfortunately don't really get that but yeah. I love it you know I actually could. Jackson Jackson, you know, I have to share a memory um, that involves PBR and you. So we went to, for the listeners who don't know, um, at one point, Jackson and I and a few other friends, we went to go see Eric Andre live in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the the concert, I was, uh, uh, I had a friend who bought me like a PBR about this size. And I remember it being like the best thing I'd ever tasted in my life, experiencing that with Eric Andre. Mm -hmm. And good show, good friends. After the show had wrapped, we're driving back to Madison and we stopped at this place called, the what was it? Well, I know it's called like the pine cone, but they call it like the snail, the slime they call, cone. They call it the slime cone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do they call it the slime cone? Because uh, it's kind of gross. Um, <laughs> and obviously it has, it's like fine during the day or whatever. Like it's not, it's not that bad. 
and I think it was worse way back when. Um, but we had a we had an advisor back in the day that um, who is who is from Johnson Creek. There's there's two locations for it. There's one in DeForest. There's one in Johnson Creek. We stopped at the Johnson Creek one. She's from that area, and uh, and she said that it was called the Slime Cone because of kind of the the grimy clientele and the grimy the grimy place. Um, but I thought, if I recall I correctly. If I recall correctly, what I ordered when I was there was an order of hash browns with American cheese on top of it, and I drenched it in ketchup. Mm. I mean, delicious. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Don't love American cheese, but it was fine. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, But anyway, we're talking about diners. We watched Barry Levinson's... um, directorial debut diner from 1982 um and it stars a who's who of 80s hot boys including steve gutenberg daniel stern mickey rourke paul reiser kevin bacon tim daly and of course a young ellen barkin um and a couple other great uh, great actors um and it's just sort of a, a slice of life, as Wikipedia calls it, a bromantic comedy. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a little it's the first in his series of Baltimore trilogy um, movies about his home, Barry Levinson's hometown. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of plot to this movie, but just first impressions. What, what did you guys what did you guys kind of think of this movie? Yeah, I watched it late at night, um, a little distracted by Mario Kart, but I uh, I did I did pay attention and uh, yeah, I, I thought there was some. Uh, it's like the dynamics between the characters are what's really great. Um, it's like the friendship. Like I like to think of it as like this is what they did before podcasting. Like this would <laughs> like today they would be a podcast, but back then they just went to the diner. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's no, very funny. Um, I mean, what's better than this, guys? Just guys being guys, you know. The guys, guys, bros. Yeah, this is bros broing out. You know, it's uh, two hours of that. You know, so it's the uh, old popcorn trick. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is the movie where um, is it Mickey Rourke that sticks his penis in a yes in a yeah. popcorn box? Okay, you know, this isn't Mickey Rourke either. Pre, <laughs> this is like Mickey Rourke pre a lot of uh, you know, boxing injuries. Surgery. Yeah, and that too. <laughs> so I like I had to look it up on IMDb. I was like, which is his character? And Ooh, I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, he looks nothing like how he currently looks. No, he he um, is so fucking hot in this movie. It's ridiculous. Like he is a smoke show. Like he like I understand why people thought he was extremely hot back in the day. Like I didn't really get mm-hmm. it. But this movie was like, holy shit. Um, I will also yeah, say he is very charismatic in this movie too. Yes, like yes. besides looks, he also has he can talk the talk too, which is the lethal yeah, combo, yeah. guys. Very mm-hmm. soft spoken. But my first impression of Mickey Rourke was uh the boxer, which I've never seen, but then also the rest uh in, in the villain in Iron Man 2, where he's Russian. <laughs> so that's <laughs> when I think of Mickey Rourke, my mental image is that Russian whiplash character from Iron Man 2. He just wanted his board. I want my board. But yeah, in the in the 90s, Mickey Rourke started. So as a kid, he was a he was an amateur boxer. Um, and you can kind of see that a little bit in his face, like his, his nose is a little messed up a little bit. Um, but in the nineties, he went, he became, he, he went pro and started boxing professionally. Um, and he just fucked up his face. Like he totally ruined his face, um, and got plastic surgery to kind of correct it. And he looks like a completely different man now. Um, and it's, and it's kind of a shame, but he's still yeah. a good actor. Um, 
anyway, um, this this movie is set in 1959, the the fall into winter of 1959, um, in in Baltimore, uh, and it follows a group of friends who have known each other since they were little, who have sort of gone away to college and are now coming back for uh, Steve Gutenberg, who plays um, who plays Eddie. Uh, Steve Steve Gutenberg is getting married to his uh, to his unseen fiance Elise. Um, right, we never did, see her. Yeah, did you guys notice that you never see Elise? It's kind yeah. of like um, how Tim Heidecker shows up at the last minute in Bridesmaids <laughs> <laughs> as the groom at the very end. Yeah, yeah, very similar. <laughs> um no olivia pointed that out to me like as we were finishing like even at the wedding you don't see her like her back is to the camera um Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it's it's pretty funny um and so basically they're they're all back at home um they're all kind of doing their own thing and like some of them are some of them are successful some of them are fuck-ups um and it's just kind of it's following them through this like I, th- I think it's about a week span before Christmas or so um, getting ready for the wedding and everything. Um, right. But at the this... wedding is on New Year's Day and yeah. the movie starts on Christmas Day. Yes. Um, so they're at like a Christmas party um, and they it's it's really late and they go to Fells Point Diner um, and it's packed on Christmas Day. Well, not Day. before Kevin Bacon fakes his well, own death. <laughs> of course yes uh they speed off together they're all they're all driving these cool 50s cars but kevin bacon has the coolest one um and he's got a girl in his car and they speed off down the road and the other guys come up upon their car and it's flipped on the side of the road or it's on its side um and they they get over to it and kevin bacon's like hanging outside of it and he's got a bunch of red gunk on his face uh, and it turns out that it's just ketchup and he's got a bottle of ketchup in his hand <laughs> and he got the girl to flip his car with him to fake his death this kind of hot sports car and it's like and like man you're a fucking asshole <laughs> like mm-hmm. we thought you really fucking died this time um yeah, i thought and, he died and this movie was yeah. going to be about his friends grieving <laughs> i did do um and then it turns out that uh, Kevin Bacon is just a drunk asshole <laughs> and uh, and kind of a scheming dickhead. Um, yeah, it's kind of like how, you know, James Dean faked his own death and really he's out there alive. Oh, my God. Just to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> he, he faked his own death, guys. I, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to break, break the news to you guys. Similar thing happened with JFK Jr., but whatever. <laughs> come on, come all. Q. Come on, guys. Let's do it. Um, yeah, and like anyway, this is exposing the truth. This movie, yeah, just yeah. like The Shining exposed the moon landing. Mm-hmm. Um, what <laughs> is that? Um, yeah, have you watched Room Two Thirty Seven or whatever? It's uh, I didn't. I I knew that Kubrick was involved in the in the faking of the moon landing. I didn't know that that uh, that The Shining had anything to do with it. In one uh, scene, Danny is wearing an Apollo Eleven sweater oh shit he's um, admitting it he admitted well, telling us he's i mean like we Q. do obviously it's a drop it's a cubic Kub- drop <laughs> kubrick <laughs> did have a connection to the deep state with obviously eyes wide shut so and we all know what happened with that so mm-hmm. um, right but also going back to uh the shining they he put in a scene of a red uh volkswagen flipped over and that was supposed to represent um, the uh, original writer of the book, uh, Stephen King, because he drove a red convertible that was, or a red, um, you know, Volkswagen Bug. And so his his message of putting that in the movie was sort of like, "Fuck you, this is my movie, this is my interpretation." But oh wow, that brings us back to Diner because a flipped over car with Kevin. Bacon. A flip, a red flipped over car. All right. Yep. There you go. Thank you. I brought it back. It was a long walk. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, um, they they get to the diner um, and Boogie, 
Mickey Rourke reveals to the friends that he bet two thousand dollars on a basketball game uh, and fuck and fucks it up. Um, and uh, or he he has not fucked it up yet, uh, but he, he gets a tip. Yeah, he he gets a special tip, uh, and he and he gets some help or like his his family friend Bagel, who seems to be involved with organized crime in some way. Uh, who is just a guy that eats a bagel. That's why his name is Bagel. Um, and uh, he, he kind of ignores Bagel and is like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but uh, they're just hanging out and, uh, and chilling. And there's, uh, they, they kind of they stay there until like 6 a.m. or so. Um, and they're sort of they're fucking around. Um, and we, we get a lot of bantery kind of slice of life stuff, just like small, small snippets of their conversations, talking to the guys about Presley or Sinatra. What's your opinion, guys? Presley or Sinatra? Well, I think I think it begins with him saying, do you like Johnny Mathis or Frank Sinatra? Oh, yeah. And then I think um, it might have been it's Mickey Rourke who says, oh, Gutenberg that says yeah, um, Presley? Yeah. Oh no, no, Mickey Rourke says Presley. Yeah. 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 So which is pretty obvious. Between yeah. No, if I had to pick between um Sinatra or Presley, I'm picking picking Sinatra. No question. I um it's that's a hard one for me. Cause I like I like both of them. Um, but I think the one that has been more impactful in my life has been Elvis Presley. Hmm, so I have to go. Yeah, I think. Uh, Tim, um, about you? I think because their music is like, I like Sinatra's music better, but Elvis could surf. So he was in Blue Hawaii. Um, so it's a toss-up. Yeah, one of I them mean, was a Fed for Nixon. So I mean, that to me already disqualifies one of them. So yeah, but Elvis. Yeah, he was like a deputized fucking narc <laughs> yeah. for for fucking Nixon. He was involved in, <laughs> and he stole black people's music. Yeah, well, so yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's just me. That's just me. And I'm confiscated from... confiscated drugs. <laughs> uh, Elvis does have a connection to my hometown, though. Um, he did. He broke up a fight with karate in Madison um, about three months before his death. Um, allegedly, uh, there's a strip club on East Washington, um, and apparently uh, he was he was driving towards the strip club, um, and he witnessed a fight happening on the corner of 51 and, and 151 East Washington Stoughton Road, um, and he stopped his limo, got out, uh, broke up the fight with karate, um, and continued on his way to the strip club. Um, and that's how the story goes. And there's a little plaque on that corner with with a little like embossed print of Elvis doing his fucking karate shit. It's it's great. Um, I wonder if the real story was Elvis was like blitzed on something and like told his driver to stop, and he's just jumped out and started kicking and chopping random people <laughs> and, probably, and got in the car and drove away. Probably what happened. It's a pretty interesting intersection. So I can see that. I was thinking about it. Um, I feel like the Foovies need to meet up at, at a certain point and like mm-hmm. all occupy the same space at, at some point. Something like what's what's like a middle ground between the three of us. And now that I'm thinking about it, is Memphis maybe like the middle? middle of, no, it's like, like, all it's three like of Omaha. Us? It's Omaha. Memphis Omaha is really far from... Uh, <laughs> but nobody wants Las to go Vegas. to... Nobody wants to go to fucking Omaha. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, 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 it's probably like Tulsa or Omaha or Kansas or something. We're like... I mean, if you think about... Yeah, it's, it's probably somewhere in... Maybe Colorado, but... Maybe. I'm looking up the map. I think you're right, Colorado. Mm-hmm. We could do like Denver. Between the three of us? Yeah, Denver's not terrible. Yeah, Denver's Yeah, that'd be good. cool. It's uh, it's spooky and they got weed. It's interesting. Yeah, I like spooky weed. Um, yeah, spooky weed. I'm sure they got. I like to be beer. really scared when I'm they smoking do. weed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's that's for our future. 
yeah. future pod when we it's to me wild that we've been doing this podcast for this long and we have not all like met yeah. up at the, at the same not, place still not met tim tim in real life but we've I been know. doing this podcast for uh for five years so yes yeah we need to fix that one yeah, of one of us is actually just a hologram not saying which um one of us is a replicant <laughs> and one of us is also a blade runner so whoa <laughs> anyway um anyway, speaking of blade runners point. there's a blade runner in this movie <laughs> there's a blade runner no <laughs> no um so they're all fucking around uh in this in their hometown um billy who is played by uh who is played by tim daly who, if you are a fan of The Sopranos, um, you know him as uh, as JD um, uh, JT Dolan, the screenwriter, uh, friends with um, Chris Moltisanti. Um, mm, it's and, cousin. Uh, it's cousin, right? Uh, he is Tony's cousin, and Tim Daly plays Tony's cousin's AA sponsor. Mm-hmm. um and uh and f- also he, he is the he's the screenwriter of the movie that they're trying to sell uh later in the movie uh later later in the later in the television show um but anyway uh billy reunites with eddie um and uh they visit they, they go to the pool hall um and we see a little bit of this of this kid who's just reciting his favorite movie back at them um sweet smells success yes uh and um we get a shot and a a scene in the appliance store of shrevy played by daniel stern of course one of the one of the wet bandits um he he's working in an appliance store very similar to that thing you do which is another one of my favorite movies um and kevin bacon walks in as he's trying to convince this old man like what kind of tv he wants and this old man is like no i don't want color i don't want i want to want a cabinet tv and it's it's just good dialogue i like that um and uh shrevy hates his wife beth who mm-hmm. is played by a young ellen barkin um and fenwick he's the only married one of the friends right yes yes he is the only married one um he settled down and he does not seem to be enjoying it um big man child uh, energy yeah pretty much um quentin's letterboxd review in his comments he said that he felt similar to him and i was like (laughs) (laughs) no you're not nearly as mean yeah i'm I'm not mean to okay so i'll say this um he has this whole scene where he like flips out on his wife because she doesn't organize his music records in the way that he likes it and he like flips out on her like saying like you don't know who god who does he say like one of the best like saxophone players charlie bird you you don't know who charlie bird is or charlie parker she doesn't know who charlie parker is and he like flips out on her and he's like oh i can name whatever like side or label and i feel like if i was a if i was a bigger asshole i could be that person but i'm not (laughs) because i i will not there's like two ways i could go i could go down that path or i can be like howie in i think you should leave played by tim heidecker again who's like always going on about like old jazz people like i, I mean know. neither of them are good no 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 i'm just Roy saying Donk? these are two dark paths that i could go down <laughs> if i was a worse person but i'm not that uh, person the tuck tuck sound uh <laughs> quentin just you can hit that high me, C all night long. <laughs> promise me you'll never bring your own, never bring your own walnuts to, uh, to a party. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna visit you and Olivia in in Minneapolis and say, "Where be your nutcracker at?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, but since oh, my, since I'm going, I'm gonna ask you guys too. Oh, Tim, what, sure, what with all the I think you should leave characters. My waitress yesterday. Oh, that's great! Nice. Yeah. I said I like it. I was gonna, ask, I was gonna ask you guys. So, if you had to tag yourself as one of the one of the guys in the movie, who would it be? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, oh my god! God damn! Um, unfortunately, I feel like either, uh, for me, either 
Mickey Rourke or Kevin Bacon because I like to gamble. Um, mm -hmm. I enjoy gambling. Um, and I also enjoy getting drunk and fucking around. However, I don't, I, I don't think I have a problem. Um, and uh, with either of those things. Um, so it's sort of minor. Uh, but, and I'm also not a creep around women like Boogie is and all that. Um, though he does apologize for it. Which is a, a lot for a movie from the 80s. But anyway, um, Tim, what do you think? I think I'm like that that weird skinny guy who's like going around quoting the movies, like looking all like <laughs> dead eyed. Oh shoot. Uh, what well, they, they named him. I forget. Um, uh, I didn't write it down. Um, but yeah, he's just like a weird kid. Um, and they're like, man, kids these days. And it's like, yeah. I went to high school with many of those kids who just fucking yeah. recited television shows. They liked. Oh yeah. And that was me. I mean, that was that yeah. was Tim and I. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like we that, were just like was, talking sentences our, our to each other. Yeah. yeah, our friendship was based a lot of that in in elementary school. <laughs> so like only I mean, dynamite quotes and oh yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, they're they go back to the diner. Um, all all the friends are kind of going back to the diner, and they. And Boogie um, convinces them, or is this maybe the night before, but Boogie is like, hey, uh, I'm going to get this girl. Do you guys want to bet on it that I'm going to, that we're going to like do it? Um, and they're like, okay, yeah, I'll bet 20 bucks on it. And I think there's like $100 on the table or something. Um, and they go to a movie screening and he does the classic dick in the popcorn box trick where he like, so I always thought that was like a consensual thing just to kind of hide what you were doing. No, but he does it to like trick her into giving him a hand job, which is so fucking gross. Just like fucking, it's like straight up sexual assault. Um, and he follows her into the bathroom and is like, oh, you know, it was an accident. You're so hot. Like it, it busted through the bottom. It's like, man, what the fuck? It's disgusting. You're gross. He's giving like a explanation like you would see in like a porno. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry. I just like uh, it just it slipped. Oh, I fell I fell in. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know what this scene reminded me of? Um, if you ever follow Paul Schrader's like Facebook account, it sort of reminds oh. me of this sort of like old man mentality of like yeah. what happened to the kids these days? You know, we used to shit on people's lawns. Or <laughs> we used know. to sexually assault women in movie theaters. <laughs> we used to put our dick in popcorn boxes. Like whatever happened to boys will be boys. And yeah, you know, he has these like it old does, man like it does seem like yeah, something shit. that Paul Schrader would like incriminate himself in a Facebook post about <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is like I feel like all the guys, all the boys, the bro, the boys, but they're like nicknames and stuff is like uh th this is who that uh supreme court justice who was like deposed oh, like yeah these are all his friends <laughs> uh kavanaugh yeah K yeah oh, kavanaugh. so yeah, it was like squee. it's, it's kind of weird because i felt a lot of similarities to my group of friends because we all have stupid fucking nicknames that don't make any sense and uh Wait, and, what's your nickname uh jambus uh um, <laughs> but uh it's yeah there, there's like there's a lot of this but we are all also like big dorks who took ap classes in high school and like didn't drink until we were 18 and, and shit like that so um we're not like we're, we're also not creeps um but yeah it's um it is definitely like a, a guys guys kind of thing um for sure but uh on the hey, way out of the movie wrong with with guys oh. Guys, yeah. just guys being dudes. Yeah. Um, just guys should also be respectful of women um, and not be fucking dickheads. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the guy thing to do. Yeah. Um, on their way out of the movie, Billy, uh, the the JT Dolan on The Sopranos, punches his uh, his high school not not even bully, just like guy that he didn't like, um, and uh, and he he's all happy. Um, and then Billy goes to to visit 
a girl and is like, and the girl is like, Billy, I got to work. You can't just fucking stand there all day. Um, and uh, they're at the diner and Shrevi and Eddie are having a conversation and, and Shrevi's, Shrevi Daniel Stern is like, man, being married sucks. Uh, you lose, you kind of lose, like you can have sex whenever you want, but also like, I don't talk to my wife. I think that's more of a communication thing um, as they clearly get into later. Um, and uh, it, it is revealed here that Eddie, uh, Steve Gutenberg is preparing a a sports quiz for his fiance and if she fails uh they're not gonna get married anymore which is most i think that's mostly a joke but it's like it's still fucking wild thing to do like would you guys ever dare to ask tiana or um i'm sorry uh clara Clara, to clara to um to like answer questions about shit that you like like what the fuck is that no yeah no it's insane i will oh, say there, there was a funny story no oh, go ahead there was a funny story where like there was one um valentine's day where tiana and i um both surprised each other we did not prepare this but we both uh did crossword puzzles based on our interests Aww, but, i mean it was cute. just like sort of basic like really easy info and then I don't know why, but I never told her that I was like really into Bossa Nova and that was the answer to one question. And she just did not know what the fuck the answer was. And she's like, oh, Quentin's favorite genre of music, jazz? No, that doesn't fit. I, I don't know what the fuck is this long. What is this? And yeah. she will bring that up a few times <laughs> that I didn't know what the fuck Bossa Nova was. You've never said that word around me. And this was like within the first year of us dating. Tim, you you froze there for a bit, um, but you looked like you were about to say that you would clear, quiz Claire on something. No, I was saying I would get laughed out of the room by her. <laughs> like if I asked her to name like Star Wars characters yeah. or something. So that's the thing though. I think that I have indoctrinated Olivia enough to the point where she would know some bullshit Star Wars characters because I've talked so much. Like I've I've done my stupid fucking spiels about Max Rebo and his band and Droopy McCool and shit like that. <laughs> and uh, like, she she probably would be able to tell me who who is there at the cantina that day or something. Um, but that's just because I'm a fucking weirdo and I I like to inform her of all these things. But that's because we communicate, guys. This this movie is about communication and being open with your friends and your and your loved ones. Um. It's not really about that. It's about guys being dudes. Um, <laughs> anyway, they um, they're they're back at the diner and they're they're talking whatever. And um, Boogie Boogie says that like, okay, I'll have sex with a different girl. <laughs> um, and it's all fucking stupid. Uh, and uh, the next morning, Billy meets Barbara, the woman that he met earlier at church. And it turns out that she's pregnant with his child um and she and he's like well do you want to get married and she's like no fuck no i don't want to get married to you mm-hmm. um and it's just like very much like i don't know it, it, it it's refreshing to kind of see that sometimes where it's like oh you get married and it's like no i don't or after you get pregnant it's like no obviously not um like we're not ready for any of this so we're just going to deal with it um but uh Fenwick um Fenwick is then watching the college bowl the uh a, a sort of trivia television thing um and it turns out that he's really good at trivia and he helps helps out to pay Boogie's debt um and uh this is where we get the the Shrevy loses his temper scene um at Beth for for fucking up his record collection um and boogie goes out with fenwick um and fenwick's quizzing them all on all this on this music trivia like which side this song is on who recorded it which label and what color the the record is or what color the the, the disc is even and it's like man what a loser. i can't do that shit <laughs> yeah what, a, what, what an asshole um yeah i will but, say uh, what i could do uh, with that 
I could tell you like Simpsons seasons, like on DVDs. Like I could tell you probably based on like the menus, oh, yeah. I could think of like what season an episode is from. Oh, I'm. And I think like, mm-hmm. yeah, I share this like ability with Vincent <laughs> that we're able to like <laughs> name like a, a season of The Simpsons based on an episode just from thinking about the DVD menu. Oh, I'm sure that makes that makes a lot of sense for you too, actually. <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, so Boogie's there to console Beth and he kind of comes on to her a little bit. Um, a lot of it. Decide, yeah, a lot of it. Um, he consoles her, but they kind of, they sort of, uh, they get, they, they decide to meet again later, but not at some point, but it's sort of unclear what, when, excuse me. Um, and Fenwick goes to his younger brother, older brother. It's unclear, but basically, we learn that Fenwick is a is a trust fund kid who just has a bunch of money and doesn't work. Um, and his brother's like, "Daddy's going to take away your trust fund. It's ruining your initiative." Um, and uh, he refuses to help him pay Boogie's debt. Uh, and at that point, he kind of um, he is super drunk and he's just sitting in the manger uh where baby jesus would be in the nativity scene um in his underwear just kind of like fucking around uh and they chase him around they end up uh some of them end up getting arrested um and i guess that was supposed to be like his bachelor night like bachelor party because i think they're getting he's getting married the next day um So what a way to spend, uh, you know, the day yeah, before your, your wedding. Yeah, not great. Um, but they're in the holding cells um, and uh, Elise is going to take the test. Um, and uh, and Billy in the holding cells is like about to fight another guy and he and it doesn't actually happen. Um, he says, I'll punch you so hard your whole family will die. Yeah. yeah which is a fucking wild thing to say to someone um yeah. but it it does uh it it shuts them up yeah um, like, calm down kinda, american psycho i mean that's kind of what you got to do sometimes though to, yeah. to, to kind of de-escalate situations you just kind of got to be like hey man mm-hmm. i'll kill your dogs <laughs> shut up and then like they're done um yeah it's like i'll grind you up into little pieces and eat you <laughs> Yeah, that's a little like much. That scene in Joe um, Dirt where uh, Christopher Walken's like, "Yeah, I'll stab you in the face with the soldering iron." Yo, whoa. <laughs> um, they um, they get a lot. Uh, they're they all get um, they all get bailed out, except for Fenwick, who who gets left in jail by his dad. Um, and they meet him at they they meet Boogie at the diner, um, and. Uh, Boogie is always ordering gravy fries um, and I do I want to talk to you guys about what what your go-to order is at like a late night diner at like 2am because gravy fries is up there for me as as we call them here disco fries um, which of course the rest in peace disco fries in Madison um, <laughs> what did that last like uh, less than less than two years it was, no it was like six months <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> of course the the revolving door of state street <laughs> um i actually ne- never had disco fries but um you know i i think i could anything with potatoes i think i could fuck up you know yeah. anything with potatoes sounds good because like growing up as a child who did not like like eating eggs if i had to go to a diner i would probably get something with potatoes or some sort of pancake or waffle dish yeah I get that for some reason, I'm like craving like that, like a hash brown, but also grits, like I mentioned earlier. Like I want a crispy hash brown. I want grits. Real southern uh, boy. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe a waffle. shrimp and grits, Tim. Oh, a shrimp and grits. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes. Although just... some of the diners around here, you don't want to get their shrimp. No, <laughs> would not want to do that. Even in New Orleans, especially in New Orleans, I guess. Um. I did remember, so I do love chili cheese fries, um, and the so chili cheese fries is also up there for me, especially like a diner with good chili, like which is pretty common. 
love a good chili cheese fry, but um, we don't have, I mean, like I said, we don't have a ton of 24 hour diners in the Midwest, um, or at least where I'm from and have lived, but uh, bars typically serve food until very late. And there's a place just in our neighborhood called the Blue Door, which is fantastic. I definitely have plugged them before, um, but they have amazing tachos, tater tot nachos. Um, and they're part of their late night happy hour, which is from like 11 to 2 a.m. Um, and it's, you get like, I think it's $7 for a plate of tachos. And it's just like, oh, fuck. It's got carnitas on it and shit. It's so good. Um, Hell yeah. Basically, any loaded potato thing, I am very down for. Smothered, covered, are good. dipped and stripped, mm. whatever they say at Waffle House. Um, but anyway, they're, uh, they're at the diner and, um, uh, Boogie orders some disco fries, as I said. Um, and it turns out that, so they're basically, uh, they, Boogie's at work at the hair salon and Beth shows up and they agree to meet up later on that night. Um, and, uh and they decide to yeah they decide to meet up um they go for a drive um and but he can't have sex with the girl from before so he decides that he's gonna have sex with beth and just put her in a wig uh and it's horrible um and it turned and he's in, motivated like, to do this because um he owes this like two thousand yeah. dollars on his bed and all of the friends are doubling the bet that he would, you know, have sex with this one girl. Um, so he's motivated by money to do this uh, yes. little stunt, sleeping it's, with his, his friend's uh, wife, essentially. Yeah, his friend's wife. And then they get, they're like, he's about to go up to his apartment, and his roommate Fenwick is there with his friends, like his friend who his wife is going to have sex with. And he is about to go in and then there he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't do this. This is gross. This is bad. I don't want to do this. Um, and it's all right. Uh, and then he, he kind of, he, he realizes the error of his ways from earlier as well. Um, but the, uh, so they're, they're at the football test um, and Shrevey, Fenwick, Billy, they're all there. This is pre-sex bet um, or before they're going to go there. Um, and Elise fails. Um, and Eddie calls off the wedding. Uh, but it turns out that he, uh, it doesn't really, that he doesn't really call it off. Um, and uh, it's New Year's Eve. Um, and they're, they're fucking around at the strip club. Um, and turns out that Billy's really good at the piano and he fucking up does a little up tempo shit and takes over. Um, yeah, the strip club plays like a real, like, kind of rockabilly. Yeah. Rock know, and roll, Jerry Lee kinda, Lewis kind of thing. I really hate that fucking genre of music. I'm sorry. It's, it's very oh, much you mean like. Boogie Woogie. I, yeah, I hate I, that shit. <laughs> I enjoy it. Maybe, uh, maybe explains why you don't like Elvis too. Um, yeah. But there's a, the, um, it is very much like, Oh, here's a white dude playing black people music, basically like uh, Johnny B. Good, uh, fucking um, uh, Marty piano, McFly. Like, and I'm like, nope, nope, yeah, nope. Marty, Marty McFly, and in Back to the Future, like black guy playing a or white dude playing a black guy song, kind of thing. Um, and uh, but. It's it's all fun and, and everyone's dancing and everyone's all happy. Um, but they get to, they they get back to the diner, um, and it turns out that uh, the that boogie's that boogie's debt has been paid by bagel, um, but boogie still punches tank in the face, and uh, he gets his comeuppance, and it's uh, we it's now the wedding day. Um, and the wedding is themed around the Baltimore Colts. Um, and Shrevy and Beth get back together. Poor woman who's getting yeah. married. 
<laughs> so horrible. To a team um, that no longer exists. <laughs> yes. Uh, who is now in Indianapolis. Um, and, uh, or the Baltimore Colts, Colts actually turned into the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then the, the Indianapolis Colts are the old, um, oh, who were they before? God damn it. Um, they, they, okay. They were the Baltimore Colts. They turned into the, in, 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 but it's, it's kind of weird. Cause they also turned into the Browns. It's strange. Um, yeah. <laughs> they got all the same, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, by the way, the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts moved or the, the Colts moved two years after this movie was made. Um, which is pretty funny. Uh, even though it's set <laughs> in the fifties. Um, but it's all, um, every, everyone's all happy and, and it turns out all right. And, uh, the, uh, Elise has tosses the bouquet and it lands on the guy's table and they all kind of look at it, freeze frame, end of movie. Uh, and that's it. That's, we should that's also mention that it's a, it's a Jewish wedding, right? Yes. It, uh, mm-hmm. yes, it is a Jewish wedding. Um, of course, yeah, Steve at Gutenberg. Least, right, Jewish. at least Steve Gutenberg we know is Jewish. We don't know about mm. uh, about the bride. Elise, yeah. So, yeah, a couple. Uh, two, I believe Daniel Stern and Paul Reiser um, are both wearing yarmulkes, uh, but Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke, and Tim Daly are not. Yeah, they're um, a bunch of shikses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that was that was Diner, Barry Levinson um i liked the movie i'm a sucker for uh i'm a sucker for slice of life shit um that's kind of my jam so um but i also these dudes are pretty represent reprehensible so i understand why anyone would not like it um yeah this just occurred to me do you think uh the whole football test was kind of because i know some jewish couples when they're preparing to get married they one of them uh, might have to train to become Jewish, like to get uh, uh, not ordained. I don't know. I don't know what the term is. Uh, converted. But converted. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so maybe this was. I don't know. The the whole football test is a parody of kind of that it process. Could be. That that you could be right. I think Barry Levinson is Jewish. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, oh I don't yeah. Know. Definitely Jewish. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, I'll just say that I like this movie. Uh, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed all the characters. It was fun seeing uh, Mickey Rourke, who, who reminded me a little bit of like Bruce Willis a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, yep, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot more hair. But yeah. And I was like, wow, like these guys are like my age. Like twenty five, like that is the other weird what thing. What am I yeah, doing? They're all like they're all like twenty five. Where's my yeah. trust like, fund? They're going to grad school and shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah. boy. Ooh, ooh. So yeah, yeah. I wish I had a rich daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bank and shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's wild to me. Yeah, like I I think I also had a similar moment of like, oh wow, they're my age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, let's get into ratings, you guys. Um, so we have our highest you rating. You want to explain the ratings? Yep. Yes, uh, we have our highest rating, which is I'd like to speak to the chef. We've only given that to one movie, and that movie is Tim. Le Chef. Yes. Um, and below that, we have I'll Have What Phil's Having or I'll Have What They're Having. Um, below that, we have three Yelp stars. Below that, we have I'll Take It To Go. Below that, we have uh, uh, check, please. Check, please. Check, please. <laughs> um, and below that, we have our lowest rating, which we've only given to one movie. Um, and that rating is Dine and Dash. The movie we gave it to is Waiting, starring Ryan Reynolds. Now on Netflix. Horrible movie. <laughs> yes. Awful. Um, I will start. Um, I will call this the three Yelp stars. I really liked this movie. It was a very fun Saturday afternoon movie for me. 
um, just kind of chill, meandering, nice. Got to got to look at some '80s hot boys, and um, and just just enjoy a weekend. And it is a it it does feel a little overlong. I think that's maybe the the fact that it's a sort of an older movie and also a first movie. Um, but I I enjoyed it. I like the characters a lot. Um, I like the dialogue a lot. Uh, it was it's just kind of that's it's hundred hundred percent my shit. So yeah, three help stars. Yeah. I'll uh, agree with you, Jackson. Like, I'll I'll give this a three Yelp stars, um, just because I would recommend it to other people. Like, I think you might enjoy this. Um, so check it out. It's uh, there's cool cars, cool costumes, and even cooler dudes. <laughs> um, I think the writing of this movie is very good. I think if anyone wanted to kind of just study like screenwriting or just sort of like breaking down like a scene, uh, between like multiple characters this is a good movie to kind of do that exercise um that being said like i don't know i i thought it was just kind of an okay movie um like i can respect it for what it is but me personally i, I i'm gonna have to give it a ticket to go um but i mean like i can recognize like i said i can recognize the greatness of this movie but it's, it's just like not a movie for me um i i think i would want to fight every single one of these people in this movie <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They're not good guys. Yes. Um all right. Uh let's let's get on to plugs. Um you can follow the Foobies podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um you can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Rebo. It's summer, baby. I keep posting photos of me doing summer shit. And I'm gonna keep doing it for the rest of the summer so hell yeah enjoy my grill um that's j-a-x-r-e-b-o um i did actually get to go to restaurant this last week for like just just on a date which i have not done at all since march of last year um i'm trying to think uh i i had time to think of a restaurant and i didn't think of one um let me look at my list of restaurants in minneapolis um i have not been there uh but there is a pop-up uh who that is being run by a Hmong chef called union Hmong kitchen um it's in saint paul and apparently they're getting ready to open up a real brick and mortar shop um and it is Hmong and vietnamese barbecue uh, and it's like legit fine dining shit, but it's all like on an open pit over fire. Uh, and it's awesome. It looks so good. I can't wait to go. Uh, Union Mung Kitchen. Check it out. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, social medias. Get on there. Find Foovies. Track us down and follow us, please. And we always appreciate the emails, too. Those are cool. At Foovies Podcast or Foovies Podcast. Podcast, Shout out Benin. What's up? 55th <laughs> comedy podcast. Oh my god. Thank you. What's Benin. up, West Africa? Let's go. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh Foobies Podcast on Twitter and me on Twitter at Picante Pikachu. And uh mostly Foobies though. And you could uh if you're in the New Orleans area and you want some good Chinese food, go to Nine Roses. I'll say Nine Roses. And they have like, uh, I, I'm sorry, but I can't remember what it was, but it was like minty and like crisp lettuce. And it was like, you eat, you eat the, the shrimp chip with the, with the stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it was good. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. You'll tell yeah. about it. You'll, you'll tell us about it next podcast. You'll, yeah. Yes. It'll be in your corrections and omissions uh, section. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can, uh, let's see here, uh, socials I'll plug. Um, I don't think I've ever said this on the, on the podcast since I made this change, but I changed my Twitch name and I now go by Thelonious Punk, which is a parody of uh, 60s jazz uh, piano legend uh, Thelonious Monk. Uh, but follow me on Twitch there. I used to go by Ceviche Q, but uh, it's now Thelonious Punk. Ceviche Q no longer exists. Um, 
but yeah, a uh, restaurant I will recommend is an Indian place that I had uh, some takeout from not too long ago called Taj Palace here on uh, in southeastern uh, Las Vegas. Um, I had a great sog paneer and uh, even better um, vegetable pakora. So fucking amazing, guys. Nice. I love a good vegetable pakora. Sounds delicious. Sounds so good. All right, Tim. All right. You want to take us out? Yeah, I'll take everybody out. Grab your uh, glass or approximate um, vessel, and we're going to toast each other and say provecho, which means uh, order another gravy fry, disco fries on three. One, two, three. Provecho. Provecho. Movies will return. We'd like to thank Sweaty Hands for the intro. Uh, find him on SoundCloud at Sweaty Hands. Also, Johnny Chang for introducing us to Sweaty Hands and sharing his own music. Find him on SoundCloud at Johnny Chang. That's J O N N Y.